that was, that's even before I was born. Believe it or not. Just a little bit. Just a little bit before I was born. Poco antes que yo naciera. There was a special day 55 years ago in Washington, D.C. You guys heard of Washington, D.C., right? That's our capital, right? Es un día que ocurrió en Washington, la capital. On that special day, there was a man named Martin Luther King, okay? Un hombre, Martin Luther King. And he went up the steps of a place called the Lincoln Memorial, okay? It's this massive, huge thing. Subió la escalera del, del monumento a Abraham Lincoln. Now, who knows Abraham Lincoln, what he's all about? What did he do? What's one of the things Abraham Lincoln did? Do you know? He helped do something very important. He helped. Yeah, he helped to end slavery, right? He helped to free the slaves. Abraham, ayudó, Abraham Lincoln ayudó a liberar a los esclavos. So Martin Luther King went up to those steps. This is a big Lincoln monument. Okay, if you look at the back of your penny, you'll get the picture of what it looks like. It's way bigger than, than the back of a penny. And he was up on those steps, and there were thousands, I mean, 300, 400, 500,000 people. I don't know how many, but it was a lot. Había miles de personas. And he went up onto that hill, you see on the picture there, he went up there onto that monument, and he gave a very famous speech. Dio una oración famosa, and in that speech, he said three words, very important. Does anybody know what those three words might have been? Anybody heard about it? No? He said, actually it's four words, I have a dream. I have a dream. Yo tengo un sueño, dijo. And he started talking about his dream. He said, I have a dream that someday, I don't know when, but someday we're not going to look at each other based on what we see on the outside of a person, but we'll look at a person based on what's inside of them. That will be the most important thing. Algún día vamos a vernos, no según nuestra apariencia, sino lo que está adentro. We'll look at the heart. We'll look at the character. Vamos a mirar el carácter. And I have a dream. He said that children from all different backgrounds will be able to come together. Wow, this looks like kind of the dream right here, right? Children of all different backgrounds would be together, and they'd be friends, and they would play with each other and care for each other. I have a dream that there will be peace, and there will be harmony, and there will be love in the world. Tengo un sueño que los niños van a jugar juntos, va a haber armonía y paz y amor en el mundo. That was quite a dream. And we're still kind of working on that, right? Well, that's an important story. I love to tell that story because, I mean, I wish I were there, but I wasn't quite yet there, okay? But here's the thing. Today, we're going to be talking about something similar. It's not the same, but I think it's even more important for us, even though that was important. Vamos a hablar de algo más importante. Because 2,000 years ago, way before you and I were born, there was another important person. And who do you think that important person is that we talk about a lot here? Who? You? Oh, yeah, you, Calvin. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Who? Jesus. Okay, yeah, Jesus. That's right, Easton. And, and Jesus went up a hill. He didn't go up the Lincoln Monument, but he went up a hill. Jesús subió a una ladera, una colina. And he did that just like Another person did, even before Jesus. There was a person named Moses. How many of you remember Moses? Moses went up a hill, didn't he? Moisés subió una, una colina también. What did Moses help God to do? What did he help with? Yeah, Easton. Save the 
that, you know what? That's another good story. That's right. And, but Moses also helped with freeing the slaves. Did you know Moses also helped to free slaves? The people of Israel, right? Moises ayudó a liberar a los esclavos. And he went up on this hill, and God gave to Moses something very important called the Ten Words. Well, actually, we know it as the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. Los diez mandamientos Dios dio a Moisés. Well, get this. Jesus is going up this hill. He's just like Moses. He's going up a hill because he has a message of freedom he wants to bring. Jesús quiere dar un mensaje de, de libertad. And he gives on that hill a very famous speech that we're going to talk about today called the Sermon on the Mount. That's what it's called. Vamos a dar, hablar del Sermón del Monte, una oración muy famosa. And so here's what I need here right now. We're going to get some of you already are ready to do this. We're going to get you up to the top here. So Addie, are you ready? I'm going to give you the first letter. And then uh, Adrian, where's Adrian at? There he is. You got yours. Go ahead and go up and stand next to Addie on this side. And then Andrew, where's Andrew at? There he is. Okay. And then Naya, where's, oh, there she is. And then Nathaniel's going to go after Naya. And then Matthew is around here, I know. Okay. And Zach, where's Zach at? There he is. He's got his. And then um, Cody B. You ready to get up there? All right. And then I need one more really, really good reader who can read this really good. Anybody? Like a, maybe a third or a fourth grader? Any third graders? What grade are you in? Huh? Because this, would you like to help with your dad? You want to help him read? Yeah. Okay, so Titus and, and Greg are going to get there. They're going to go at the very end. All right? So here's the deal. I'm going to kind of read the beginning part, all right? And you can go with your dad, too, if you want, Calvin. You bet. You want to go stand by him? There you are. No? You can stand by me, too. That's fine. All right. So I'm going to start and give the introduction, and then Addie's going to start, and we're going to read one by one, and these will be on the screen, okay? Vamos a leer uno por uno. This is the famous speech that Jesus gave that we're talking about today. So it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, there were crowds all around, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Cuando Jesús vio las multitudes, subió a una ladera de una montaña y se sentó. And then his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Uh, sus discípulos se le acercaron y tomando él la palabra comenzó a enseñarles. And we need a microphone. Jesus didn't need a microphone, but we did. We do. This is 25. Okay, so can you hold the microphone, Addie, when you read? And then pass it on to the next person. Okay, this is what Jesus said. Blessed are those who are spiritually needed, needy. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessing are, are those who are, will, they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are humble, they will be given the earth. Blessed are those who show mercy, they will be shown mercy. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for what is right, they will be filled. Blessed are those whose hearts are pure, they will see God. Blessed are those who make peace, they will be called children of God. G, blessed are those who suffer for doing what is right, the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are you when people make fun of you and hurt you because of me. 
you are also blessed when they tell all kinds of evil lies about you because of me. That's awesome. Great job. You may go back to your seats. Pueden sentarse. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this speech. It's found in Matthew chapter 5. Está en Mateo capítulo 5. You can keep that if you want. Yeah, you can have that. I'll try to add that in. Okay. Um, Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount here, Matthew 5 through 7, actually. Today, we're going to look at Matthew 5 and 6. So, I meet on with Mateo 5 y 6. And again, I want to kind of set the scene with what I just talked about. Jesus is going up a mountain, and he's like Moses. He's the second Moses. Jesús es como el segundo Moisés subiendo la ladera de, montaña, de la montaña. Now, Moses, when he went up the hill... He was, he was given these words from God, these 10 words, and they were the basis of God's relationship with Israel. Now that the people were free, ahora que el pueblo Israel estaba libre, los 10 mandamientos era la base de su relación. And basically the 10 words, the 10 commandments said this, if you do these things, then you will be blessed. Si hacen estas cosas, van a ser bendecidos. If you don't do these things, you won't be blessed. In fact, it'll go pretty bad for you. You'll be cursed. Si no hacen estas cosas, no van a ser bendecidos. And so, basically, through Moses, God was saying to the people of Israel, I have a dream. Yo tengo un sueño. This is the dream that I have for you, Israel, as you go into the promised land. If you will do these things, you will receive my blessing. Mis sueños que si hacen estas cosas, Israel en la tierra prometida, van a recibir mi bendición. Now Jesus comes. Like I said, he's like the second Moses. He goes up on this mountain. But as we've been saying through this whole time, as we've looked at Matthew, Jesus is writing a different story on top of the old story of Israel. Jesús está escribiendo otra historia. And so Jesus doesn't give 10 words. He gives nine, actually. Those are the nine words that we just uh, heard here. El da diez palabras. And Jesus does not say, I have a dream. In a way, Jesus is saying here, I have a reality. I have a reality for you. Yo tengo una realidad por ustedes. And the reality is this. You are blessed. You're already blessed. Ya son bendecidos. In fact, the chapter before, Matthew 4, Jesus said this. This was his message. Repent because the kingdom of heaven is near. Arrepiéntanse, el reino del cielo está cerca, dijo Jesús antes. In other words, he's saying the reality is here. The reality of God's rule, the reality of God's blessing the the kingdom is here the kingdom is near and i'm the kingdom i'm the king and i'm here you're blessed soy el rey están bendecidos and he's basically saying you don't have to do something to be blessed you already are blessed all you need to do is be in a position to receive it so like que recibirla and so here's what i want you to know when you're in a position that you know you are spiritually needy, guess what? You're blessed. Because right there is the kingdom of God for you. 
Cuando estás en la posición de tener necesidad espiritual, el reino, el reino de Dios está por, ahí por ustedes. When you're crying and you feel hopeless and you feel hurt, guess what? You already are blessed. The kingdom is here. The reality is near. I am here and I'm here to comfort you. Cuando lloren, estoy aquí para consolarles. When you're hungry and you're thirsty for what is right, you're in perfect position because I'm here to fill you up. Cuando están llorando y, y hambriento y sediento de la justicia, estoy aquí para llenarlos. When you are humble and feel like you have nothing, guess what? You're blessed because you're in perfect position to receive everything. Están en posición cuando están humildes, en posición para recibir todo. That word blessed, in a sense, it means happy, some have said, but it also kind of carries this sense of, you're lucky, you're in luck, except we would call it grace. Because you see, you haven't done anything to earn this, but guess what, it's here for you. La realidad está aquí. And when you're like this, you're in a perfect position to repent and to enter and follow that reality. Estás en perfecta posición para arrepentirte y seguir esa realidad. You're in a position to be my repenters and to be my followers. We talked about that last week. And then Jesus says, not only that, you're going to be my, my fishers. My fishers of people. Ya son mis pescadores también. And so from there, and I'm going to kind of trace the, the progression here in Matthew 5 and 6. From there, Jesus says, you're my fishers. You're the salt of the earth. You're the inheritance that I've come for. And salt is one of the most valuable things you can have. You're the salt of the earth. You bring flavor to this world. Son la sal del mundo. Mi herencia para traer sabor al mundo. You're the light of the world. Son la luz del mundo. And you're going to be a part of me bringing the reality of my blessing to the entire world. And so here's the deal. Let your light shine. Let people see your good deeds so that they can see my Father. Que la gente vea tus buenas obras para que vean a, a mi Padre. And then from here, Jesus basically goes into a section where he is looking at part of the Ten Commandments that Moses gave And he's, in a sense, writing a different story on top of those commandments. Jesús está escribiendo otra historia sobre las, los diez mandamientos. And he begins by saying something radical. Here's the new reality. Aquí la nueva realidad. I've not come to erase the Ten Commandments. I haven't come to do away with them. No he venido a anular la ley o borrarla. I'm the reality of what they're supposed to be about. I've come to fulfill them. To keep them perfectly. Yo he venido a darles cumplimiento. And so don't get me wrong here, Jesus is saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't follow the Ten Commandments. I'm saying yes, follow them. If somebody tries to tell you you don't need to follow that anymore, they're going to be least in the kingdom because not one dot, not one T is going to be uncrossed and, and that will not be taken away. Que alguien les enseñe que no se necesitan los diez mandamientos. No, son falsos. Here's the new reality. If your good works, if your righteousness do, does not go beyond that of the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees and those, those super religious people, if you're not better than them, you're not going to get into my kingdom. Si no son mejores que los religiosos, no van a entrar en mi reino. What's Jesus saying here? How could we ever be that holy? 
I think there's two things he's saying. Hay dos cosas. First, he's saying, remember, I've kept this perfectly. I'm the only one whose righteousness goes beyond the religious leaders. Yo soy el único cuyo, cuya justicia vaya más allá de los religiosos. But he's also saying something else. I'm going to write a different story of your relationship to these Ten Commandments. Voy a escribir otra historia de tu relación con esos diez mandamientos. The old story was, if you do this, you will be blessed. Si haces esto, serás bendecido. Es la vieja historia. In other words, you must keep these commandments in order to be blessed. But now I'm writing a different story. The story now is, because you are blessed, you can now follow these commandments. Ahora que están bendecidos, ya pueden seguir estos mandamientos. And you don't have to do it externally like the scribes and Pharisees just fulfilling the letter of the law. You can now go to the heart of the law. You can now go to the spirit of the law because my spirit is going to be with you. You're connected to me. The reality is with you. You can now live in a different way. La realidad ya está contigo y puedes vivir de otra forma. And it's with that in mind then that Jesus starts to look at some of those commandments. And basically, like I said, he's writing a different story. Jesús mira los mandamientos con otra historia. He says, you've heard it said, don't murder. That's the old story. Se ha dicho no mates, but I'm going to tell you, here's the new story. Don't even get angry. Don't even insult your brother. Ni te enojes ni insultes a tu hermano. Because that's the seed of hatred. That's where it begins. Ahí comienza el, el homicidio. You heard it said, don't cheat on your spouse or be immoral. Se ha dicho, uh, no cometas adulterio. But I'll tell you, don't even look around for other options because that's where it starts. It starts in the heart. Ni busquen otras opciones. You've heard it said that you can have a clean, fault-free divorce if you just write it out in legalese and get it on a piece of paper and they say it's okay, then you're okay. I'm going to tell you something else. Se ha dicho que puedes tener un divorcio legal y limpio. There's always sin around divorce. There's always pain. There's always something to repent of there. Siempre hay pecado en el divorcio. You've heard it said, the old story was, you take out my eye, I'll take out your eye. You take out my tooth, I'll take out your tooth. Se ha dicho, si me sacas el ojo, yo te saco el tuyo. But I'm going to write a different story. If someone asks you for something, give it to them and then give them more. Si alguien te quita algo, denle aún más. Go the extra mile. You've heard it said, uh, swear your oaths. And make sure you swear well. Hay que jurar tus votos y mantenerlos. But I'll tell you, you shouldn't need to swear by heaven or earth or anything else. No necesitas jurar. If your word is true, if you say yes and it's yes and no and it's no, if you tell the truth, that's your backup. You don't need anything else. Si juras la verdad y dices la verdad, ese es tu respaldo. And then finally he says, here's the deal. The law says, love your enemies. Or love your friends, rather. The law says, love your friends and hate your enemies. That's what you say. You've added that to the law. La ley dice, ama tus amigos. Y ustedes dicen, odien a sus enemigos. But I'm going to rewrite that. I'm telling you a different story. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Amen a sus enemigos. Oren por los que te persiguen. See, that's not just a new law. 
that right there, that's the gospel, people. That is the basis of the whole message of Jesus Christ. Ese es el mensaje de Jesús. This is what God has done in sending Jesus. God has loved his enemies to the point of sending his son to die for them. So you go and do the same. You love your enemies. That's the most distinctively Christ-like thing you can do. Amen a sus enemigos porque eso es lo que Dios ha hecho con ustedes para reconciliarlos. Ha enviado a su hijo para morir por sus enemigos. And then we roll into chapter 6. And here in chapter 6, after Jesus has kind of given a new story in, the, in terms of what the law is all about, he begins to go after Jewish spiritual practices. And there were three key Jewish spiritual practices. Había tres hábitos espirituales judíos. There was giving to the poor. There was prayer and, and fasting. Dando los pobres, oración y ayuno. And again, Jesus gets to the heart of the matter. He says it's not enough to just do what everybody's doing. When you give to the poor, don't sound the trumpets. Don't put it out there on Facebook. Guess what? I gave to the poor. Don't get your name on a grocery store wall because somebody asked you going through the line to give a dollar. Don't get all excited about that. No venga los pobres con anuncios en Facebook y otros lugares. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Give before your father. That's it. Den en presencia tu padre. And then there's prayer. When you pray, same thing. Don't make a big show of yourself. Don't show how spiritual you are. Cuando ores, no muestras tu espiritualidad en frente de otros. Go into your room. Shut the door. Lock it. Turn off the light. Don't let anybody see what you're doing. Talk to God. That's prayer. Talk to your father. Habla tu padre. And don't be like those Gentiles out there. They think that prayer is about getting the right words so that you can manipulate God into the position you want him in. No manipules a Dios con tus palabrería como los gentiles. They see God as kind of a genie and a lamp, and if you rub the lamp the right way with the right prayer words, God pops out and gives you three wishes. That's not prayer. Dios es como un genio en una lámpara que le friegas y sale para darte tres peticiones. No. No. It's not about Bending God to your will. That's not prayer. La oración no es, es que Dios que se incline a tu voluntad. Prayer is actually the opposite. It's about you getting bent to God's will. Que tú te inclines a la palabra y la voluntad de Dios. And then, of course, Jesus gives here in the middle of his Sermon on the Mount this model prayer, this amazing prayer that I would like us to read out loud verse by verse here. Quiero que leamos esta oración. Boys and girls, you can help me here. Pueden leer en español mientras yo leo en inglés. I'm just going to go through it one verse at a time. Verse 1, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God's our Father and his name is above all. Verse 10, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. That, that one phrase right there should convince you. Prayer is not about getting God to do your will. What does it say? Your will be done. It's really the gospels in there too, the good news. Because this is what Jesus has done. The kingdom has come down to earth. El reino ha llegado a la tierra en Jesús. The kingdom's near. 
And so if, if you're blessed by Jesus, you should want and desire for that kingdom to be shown in the world, for Jesus to be shown, for, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Debemos desear que la voluntad de Dios esté hecha aquí como en el cielo, porque Jesús es la voluntad de Dios. Jesus has come to be God's will for us. Let's go on, verse 11. Give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need. You'll never fail to do that. Next verse. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Jesus teaches into that about forgiveness. Jesus nos enseña perdonar. And finally, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. No nos dejes caer en tentación, sino líbranos del maligno. There's a battle on, but I've come to bring the reality. And so prayer is, is about being with God, your Father, and, and saying and praying, Jesus, let the reality of who you are, let it be here. Let it be evident. And let it happen through me. Que tu realidad, Jesús, tu bendición sea evidente en mi vida. And then there's fasting, the spiritual practice of fasting. And Jesus assumes that, that his people will do this. But here's the thing. Fasting is not about impressing people with your endurance. It's not about impressing God with how serious you are. It's because you can get him over a barrel and get him to do what you want him to do. El ayuno no es impresionar ni a las personas ni a Dios. Fasting, if it's anything, is about impressing yourself. It's about impressing upon yourself how hungry and thirsty you need to be for God. Es impresionarte a ti mismo lo hambriento y sediento estás por Dios. And when we think back to what Jesus said in one of those nine words, what did he say? Blessed are those who are hungering, thirsting for what is right. Benditos, dichosos los que tienen hambre y sed de la justicia. Why? Because they'll be filled. Fasting is actually about being hungry for the reality of Jesus. Es tener hambre de la realidad de Jesús. So all these things come together. And, and so the whole focus here, Jesus is saying, is this isn't at all about what you do in front of other people. Don't make that the focus. In fact, you may pray at some point in front of somebody. He's not excluding that, but he's saying that's not the point. It's not the focus. Here's the bottom line. Forget about yourself. Get wrapped up in the reality of God. Que estemos enfocados en la realidad de Dios. And in fact, as we go on to chapter 619, Jesus is saying, what we're talking about here is making spiritual investments in the true blessings that matter. The blessings of heaven. Se trata de inversión espiritual en las bendiciones del cielo. Matthew 6, uh, verse 19, Jesus says this, Do not store up for yourselves. Do not invest your life in treasures on earth where moth and rust are going to destroy and where thieves break in and steal. No acumulen para sí tesoros en la tierra donde la polilla y el óxido destruyen y donde los ladrones se meten a robar. Invest rather in spiritual treasures. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Acumulen para si tesoros en el cielo. Because where your treasure is, that's where your focus is. That's where your heart is going to be. Donde está tu tesoro, ahí estará tu corazón. That's where your reality is. And that's where your blessing's going to be. Do you want a blessing that's going to stay or a blessing that's going to rust out? ¿Quieres una bendición que corroe o una bendición eterna? 
So don't worry. Be happy. No se preocupen. Estén contentos. Don't be worrying about all those blessings you need. Don't worry about what to eat and what to wear and where to live and how to go forward in your work. No se preocupen de, de, de qué comer y qué llevar y dónde vivir. Don't worry about your life. You can't change the color of your hair unless you go to the pharmacy. I mean, you just can't. You can't make your day one day longer of life. No, it's not in your hands. No puedes cambiar el color de tu cabello o alargar tu vida un solo día. God knows what you need. He, he takes care of the sparrows, the birds. He takes care of the grass, which is up and gone in a day or two. He'll take care of you and me. Dios cuida de los pájaros y de las plantas. Cuidará de nosotros. Here's the bottom line. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, the reality of God, and His righteousness, and all these other blessings you're worried about, they'll come in their proper place. God will take care of them. Busquen primero el reino de Dios y su justicia, y las otras bendiciones serán por añadidura. It's about that. That's the most important thing. So here he's saying, seek first God's kingdom. Seek God's reality. The message of the Sermon on the Mount here is not follow the dream. It's not. El mensaje no es sigan el sueño. The message is I knew that was going to happen, so I'm not phased at all. I'm not worried. No estoy preocupado. So Jesus is saying, follow the reality. Why? Because he's fulfilled the law in our place. Él ha cumplido con la ley en nuestro lugar. He's died in our place to give us the forgiveness we need. He's risen in our place to give us the life we need. We have everything in him. We're blessed in him. We're more than blessed. Ya somos más que bendecidos. So seek more. Receive more. Share more of the blessing, of the reality. And the reality is Jesus. Busque más, reciban más, compartan más de la realidad. Que es Jesús. Jesus here in the Sermon on the Mount is not saying, you stink, try harder. He's not saying that. No está diciendo, tienes que esforzarte más. He's saying you're already blessed. Receive me. Reciban mi vida. So he's inviting us to do something. He's inviting us to discover that blessing. He's inviting us then to share that blessing as his repenters, as his followers, as his fishers. We're the light of the world. We're supposed to share that, not just keep it to ourselves. Nos invita a descubrir y compartir esa bendición. So this isn't good advice. So many times over the years, the Sermon on the Mount has been thought of as good advice. If we just lived by the Sermon on the Mount, we'd all be better. Yes, we would. But the thing is, we need Jesus. Ocupamos a Jesús. This isn't good advice. It's good news. It's good news. In fact, there's a Bible scholar that said this. I love what he says. He says, the Sermon on the Mount isn't just about how to behave. Sermón de Monte no es de cómo compartirnos, comportarnos. It's about discovering the living God in the loving and dying Jesus. 
It's descubrir a Dios vivo. And then it's about sharing that love with others. That's the blessing. So there's a difference here uh, between, I know, I'm almost there, I promise. <laughs> there, there's a difference between mastery and discovery. Do you know what the difference between mastery and discovery is? Hay una diferencia entre dominar y descubrir. You don't master the internet. You'll never get to the end of it, right? But you can discover it. You can discover a lot on the internet. No puedes dominar la internet, pero puedes descubrir cosas en ella. Jesus is inviting us and he's saying, I'm the master. Yo soy el Señor, dice Jesús, discover me. Discover me. You'll never get to the bottom of the blessings that you find in me. You'll never discover and learn all you can ever learn about me. Welcome into my kingdom. Discover me and then go share me. Descúbranme y compártame. He's saying, be my disciples. A disciple of Jesus, the word disciple in the Bible means a learner. We're learners of Jesus. Somos estudiantes de Jesús. And it's a school we'll be in forever. Because you'll never master the master. What you need is for the master to master you. And then you discover the master. El Señor quiere que tú puedas descubrirlo. So I want to invite us, this is really this week, one of the invitations I think comes right out of what we've just read in the Sermon on the Mount. The, the good news is we're blessed. That's the good news. Las buenas noticias son que somos bendecidos. Here's the invitation. Discover and share that blessing. Discover and share Jesus this week in some way. Descubran y compartan Jesús esta semana. What might be one way to discover more of Jesus? You know, a simple thing, he gives it to us right here. I want to invite you to consider praying and meditating on the Lord's Prayer at least once every day this week. If you don't know the Lord's Prayer by heart, that would be a great invitation to learn it. But meditate on it. Usen y oren el Padre Nuestro una vez cada día y mediten en lo que dicen, especially that phrase that we talked about. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Venga tu reino, hágase tu voluntad. Pueden meditar en esa frase. You can never get to the bottom of even that prayer that Jesus has given us because it's his heart for us. And then another way to bless people would be to just go look for those opportunities to share with people this week. And we're going to do that right now as we go out the doors. We're having a picnic. Greg has been sharing with us all month about the blessing that it is to eat with people. And when you eat with people, there's something spiritual that I think goes on. I really do. And so my invitation would be, can you eat with at least three different people this week and share the blessing of just being with them? You bring the kingdom. You're the salt. You're the light. Pueden comer con tres personas esta semana y compartir con ellos. You can begin right here, right outside our doors, by eating with someone that you don't know and just sharing the blessing of being in their presence. This is the good news. God has more than a dream for us. Dios tiene más que una realidad, uh, un, un sueño. God has a reality for us, a reality, and that reality is Jesus. Dios tiene la realidad de Jesús para nosotros. I want to invite you to pray with me, and let's discover and enter into the reality of Jesus. Descubramos la realidad de Jesús orando. 
God, thank you for this morning. I thank you for the way the children have reminded us that we make things too complicated. Jesus, you simply came and you said, here I am. I'm near. I'm God with you. Embrace me. Has venido para decir, yo soy Dios con ustedes, abrácenme. Lord, this is what we need. To recognize that you are God with us. And to simply receive you and seek you in every way we can. Queremos buscarte y recibirte, Jesús, como Dios con nosotros. Lord, help us to do that this week. We can never get to the end of your love. We can never discover too much about you. Nunca podemos llegar al fondo de tu amor por nosotros, de tu gracia, de tu bondad. Thank you for this time, this very brief time. We love you, and we know you love us more, and we want to invest in you. Queremos invertir en ti. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. En el nombre del Señor Jesús oramos. Amen.